Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! Today, we are heading to Seattle to chat with Michelle Noble. Michelle is a mother, personal coach, book author, and founder of the Calmer Mom Project. Her latest book, Stories of the Goddess, is out now. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so pleased to be here, Lucia. Lucia. Yes, I, <laughs> we'll, we'll both, I know we'll both have this thing between the English accent and the Spanish <laughs> and the, you know, like these little things. But no, <laughs> we can have fun that, with it. <laughs> yes, of course. And you know, Michelle, as a fellow cat mom, I'm curious to know more about your furry friend's personality. Can you tell oh, us? Oh, <laughs> yes. So our cat is, his name is Clark. Mm-hmm. And he is um, very sophisticated. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we got him during the during COVID. Uh, we we hadn't had a cat for a couple years, um, and it just seemed like the right timing. You know, something fun and to add to the house. I've got I've got two uh, kids as well, human being kids, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, anyway, Clark is he he's just got the pers- perfect personality. He's very um, patient and social mm-hmm. and he's actually learned to do some tricks my 13 mm-hmm. year old has taught him to uh sing old mcdonald with her so mm-hmm. you know wow with nice. a meow meow here with a meow meow here and a meow meow there and uh, so but the thing like uh the thing that i have found to be so fun with um him or so useful in in a way i don't know i'm not, not finding my words but uh is to kind of tap into the energy that he is that is so much more receiving and so much less point of view and judgment than how human beings tend to do things. So when I'm stressed out about something, when I'm in my head, I will um, look at him and go, okay, what does Clark know that I could receive? If I was more like Clark, how would I handle this? What would I know? What could this be? And he is so present. You know, he's oh. never, if, if he doesn't like what's going on, he'll like, he's, he doesn't usually scratch, but he'll wiggle and he'll get away and he'll, and he'll run off a little bit or whatever. And you never, you never see Clark feeling guilty because he wants his me time. <laughs> he never has like some kind of like shame that he's tried uh-huh. something, tried to steal somebody's chicken and it didn't work. And he does, he's not like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. He's like, ah. I'll try again next time. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, what, what can you learn about motherhood and life and creation from 
Clark or your own for for children. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure he is delightful. I have a cat named Attila who isn't very sociable. He's not like Clark. Mm -hmm. But I used to have a beloved cat. He he was named Fidel, who passed away. He, he passed away a few years ago. You know, Michelle, Fidel was incredibly friendly and would often climb onto the laps of people who came to our house, including delivery drivers and postal workers. Wow. <laughs> that is friendly. <laughs> it was. But Attila is completely the opposite. So mm -hmm. cats, they have their own personality, their own special ways. And yeah, like us, we have different yeah. personalities. Yeah, and sometimes I feel, you know, sometimes I'm more like Clark or uh, Fidel, you said. Mm -hmm, and sometimes Fidel. I'm more like Attila, Attila right? I'm like, <laughs> people are so people-y. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And it's all fine, right? <laughs> yeah. I love, they are so, I, I always say that pets are, they are, they are angels in disguise. They are like just are adorable. So if I keep talking about cats, we will We could do this here. the whole time, couldn't we, right? Easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about your work with the Calmer Mom Project. So Michelle, what inspired you to become a body worker and access consciousness facilitator? So... I first became a body worker in my, I guess, mid-20s, something like that. And when I got done with college, I'd gotten a, a job just as kind of an admin assistant job, um, which there were things about it that I really liked. I was an assistant, you know, a admin assistant for a group of doctors, and they were amazing. However, that sitting at a desk for 40 hours a week on the computer having to be someplace at a given time every day, day after day, the repetition of that, just, I, it wasn't working for me. I, I didn't mm -hmm. like it. My body didn't like it. So I started thinking about like, what else could I do? I'd never, ever even received a professional massage, but I'd worked in a couple offices that had massage therapists also doing admin kind of stuff. And uh, so it just was like, oh, I want to do that. It was just so clear. It was like, oh, yeah, that would be a cool thing to do. And so I actually took, it was actually quite, uh, you know how when you look back on your life, there'll be these moments where you made choices that had a, that were not necessarily easy, but they had an impact and you knew they were what were, what was required. Um, it was one of those kind of choices because economically it wasn't easy for me to afford massage school. The program I chose was very intensive. So I knew that I was going to need to let go of having a full-time job. The job I had wouldn't let me go part-time. So I had to find a different job. My partner at the time did not think it was a great idea. He thought that we were on a different pathway toward savings and buying a house. And, you know, anyway, so it wasn't an easy mm -hmm. choice, but it was definitely a choice that shaped the whole rest of my life um, because I haven't actually, from then on, I haven't had a regular, you know, a regular job. I've worked sometimes for chiropractors or in health, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of massage uh, employment, but not as a regular job. And it was, um, so I, one of the things I discovered pretty quickly once I 
was in practice was I was far more interested in working with people's bodies around the emotional and energetic piece of what was creating whatever was going on for them um, versus the kind of detective or I've got to be the specialist. I've got to look at their body and know what's going on and fix it, which was how I was trained in school was we were supposed to have all this information about, oh, you know, shoulder pain, you run this test and it means this muscle has got blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that was just so heavy for me all the time. Cause I always felt like I couldn't, if they didn't get better, it was something I was missing or doing wrong. I took on so much responsibility for it. And what was more interesting to me or what I started to notice is I would have say two clients who had both been in car accidents, very similar car mm -hmm. accidents. Um, and yet say one would heal fairly quickly and move on and the other person would not. And so I was like, okay, what's the difference here? Hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. this person, they feel a lot of anger say they, you know, they feel like, oh, I was hit from behind. It came out of nowhere. Now the insurance company is being hard to deal with and I shouldn't have to handle this and I shouldn't have to handle this. And they were, had a lot of anger and that was impacting what they were holding in their body. And I, at that, around that time is when I started training with craniosacral therapy. And if, I don't know if anyone listening, how familiar they are with that approach to body work, but it's a very light touch modality versus like deep tissue work. It's about meeting the body where it's at and asking the body questions to guide you where it's available to unwind, where judgments can be released. Um, it's, you can, with craniosacral work, you can put your hands on someone's feet and perceive into things that are going on, you know, where the connections are through their whole body. And it was just, to me, it was so light and so easy to do that, to work in that way. So that, that's sort of the beginning of this journey of working with bodies, but also being very, being fascinated by what the energy was and what the story was. So it wasn't just about this, the scar tissue or adhesions mm -hmm. or tension. It's like, okay, what is the body really saying with that tension? <laughs> yeah. And so it was interesting to like learn to, and to start asking people and just kind of dropping into their world. Ah, I wonder like, who is the pain in the who is the pain in your neck in your life? You know, is it someone else or is it you? Like, who's the, who's the pain in your ass, you know? <laughs> um, and, and, and start to see, like, just how they'd laugh, right? First they'd laugh, and then they'd say, like, oh, and it would be spot on, spot on, yeah. I love that. I, I really believe that. You know what I was saying? It reminds me of a lot of patients that I had a long time ago. But in reality, body and mind, they are all, they are, they come together. We cannot only treat Absolutely. the body and forget about their mind. No. Absolutely. It just, it's, it's, you can sometimes alleviate symptoms that way, but it will always come back around unless whatever's lying underneath that has been addressed in some way or cleared. So that was the part about the body work. But then when I, so I got pregnant with my older daughter when I was in my late thirties, I'd already had one miscarriage and then I got pregnant with her. The pregnancy itself was pretty easy. Like I didn't have a lot of difficulty. I mean, I had some of what um, because of my age at that time, being in my late thirties, the medical, the, you know, the mainstream medical community has a lot of points of view about being at higher risk. They call it a geriatric pregnancy, which is, you know, basically saying 
you're an old pregnant person. And, and so I had to navigate through some of those kinds of choices where they would wanted to do more testing. And I, with my history in doing in natural medicine, I was really resistant to, to doing things like, you know, genetic testing or doing a lot of the kinds of things that the mainstream medicine might've recommended for being, you know, 36 or 30, I guess. Yeah. 36. So so, but the, that being said, the pregnancy went easily, but, and we had planned a home birth. And then when my water broke, I, I, we started the, you know, the labor wasn't really kicking in and there started to be uh, what meconium, which is basically means the baby has pooped in utero, which can be a sign of fetal stress, baby stress. It can also um, mean that when the baby's born, they can aspirate the particles and that can cause issues. So basically all that together, the midwives that we were working with recommended we don't do the home birth. They basically told us we needed to go to the hospital for the birth. Well, I'd spent my whole pregnancy studying how horrible hospitals were. <laughs> I'd spent my whole career studying how short-sighted Western medicine was, right? So I went into the hospital, just basically braced against what I thought would be like the traps of, oh, they're just going to try to like get me to have a C-section was my point of view. And it was a long birth process. It was incredibly exhausting and stressful and difficult. Uh, we didn't end up having a C-section, but we had, you know, they used forceps and suction. My baby, you know, Rosemary ended up with a little bit of a shoulder injury. It was just very mm -hmm. intense. And so then coming out of that, I I was already exhausted and then becoming, you know, caring for her was exhausting. Neither my husband or I really knew how to support each other. We had so much of what I call the resentment flu. And, you know, it's like, I do this and you do that and you should have done that. And I'm always doing it, you know, the voice in your head, I'm doing all the work and you're not doing, you know, you know, whatever. And, and it was just really a difficult time. And, um, one of the things I always talk with about my to talk to my clients who are pregnant or, or have new babies is that my daughter actually hated being a baby. She hated no. it. And no. I didn't know that that was a thing. Like it never, it, I never was aware that she as a being, the, the, she as a being was fully developed. Her body was not, but her, the being had an agenda points of view, ex, you know, things that she wished were different or, you know, was creating. I did not think of her in that way. I thought of her as someone who was basically a victim of me, you know, at the effect of whether I could get it right or not. So if she was unhappy, that must be that I was getting something wrong. If I could just figure out how to get it right, then she would finally be happy and we could all relax. But but she wasn't happy. So that must mm. be my fault. And I would read more books and I would you know, scroll the internet and, you know, whatever, just this, this kind of incessant looking for the magical key. So she could finally relax. So she would sleep. So she would stop crying so that we could all <laughs> stop crying <laughs> and sleep. <laughs> and it was such a, it, it, it was. And so, so going through that experience, then we almost didn't have a second child, but I really, really was drawn to having another child um, and we had so many discussions about it, tear-soaked discussions, angry <laughs> discussions, <laughs> all the, dis the discussions, right, that are actually, that's like code for fights. And, um, <laughs> and but we did, we got pregnant again uh, four years later, 
And I was so terrified that it would be the same way again, because now not only was I, did I have a preschool to, a preschooler to care for, but I knew that my husband wasn't that excited to get pre be pregnant again, that I had basically talked him into it was my point of view. So I found a tremendous responsibility that if it went badly, that would actually be my job to make it mm -hmm. work out. So that was even more of that point of view, like somehow, somehow the happiness of the entire world is my responsibility. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're unhappy, that's actually my fault. <laughs> So you can just relax. It's not you. It's me. Um, <laughs> and um, but so here's the miracle, you know, somewhere in my world, I must have been asking the universe and been willing to receive something different because it was during my pregnancy. I started to hear about this thing called access consciousness. And my sister, who is uh, she's now a midwife at the time she was a doula, she said, plan something fun on your due date. And I always tell women this, plan something fun on your due date so you don't just sit home wondering, like, is my water going to break? Am I going to go into labor? Is everything okay? Is this going to be okay? Go do something fun for you. And so it turned out that there was an access consciousness introduction class close to where I lived on my due date. Rosemary stayed home with, with her dad and I went to this class and I just loved it. Like the tools, you know, when you find something that it feels like you knew it your whole life, but you just forgot. Mm -hmm. Or it just like was like that. It was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. You know, just the lightness and everything that I learned in that class. Um, I was really excited. Like I just wanted to engage uh -huh. with it more. And I went home and my water broke. And my labor started. We were planning a home birth again. And this time I had already been influenced by these tools. So my level of trusting my body and kind of asking questions, being more curious, not trying to control everything was much greater. Um, and then, so things were going along fairly quickly this time. And then there started to be meconium in the amniotic fluid again. Wow. And so the midwives at that point, they still felt like, like, because the labor was actually progressing, they ask, well, you know, maybe we could go to the hospital. There are some reasons why it would make sense to go to the hospital, but they left it up to me. And I was able to tap into what I'd already just learned from access about asking, is this going to, you know, what, what will it create if we go to the hospital? What will it create if we stay here, tuning into my baby's energy, trusting my body. And I just, it was very clear. No, we, we can stay here. It will be fine. And it was. And, and so that, launched the 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 season of my life as an access consciousness facilitator as um you know using the tools all the time all the time well and michelle is access consciousness an a holistic self-improvement system can you explain to us a little yeah, bit yeah i mean it? that's a pretty good that's a that's a pretty good way to put it in a nutshell is is a holistic yeah, a holistic self-improvement or holistic personal development um, toolkit. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the, the, the way I would describe it is it's a set of tools to empower you to know that you know. It really is all about getting to a place where you can let go of your point of view that you're wrong, where you're working so hard to always get it right, where you can start to trust yourself that you can actually be in communion mm -hmm. with 
everything that would like to contribute to you. So you know that you're not alone. And even when things come along that are challenging, you know that you will know what's required. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that life automatically is just like everything's easy, but mm -hmm. there gets to be this ease to it because you, because using these tools, it just allows you to not stay stuck in one place. And, and again, know that, you know, that you can find the information that you, if that any choice you make is just about, I just describe it as that when you make a choice, it's not, there is no right and wrong about a choice. When you make a choice, it's like you walk through a door into a room with 10 or 20 more doors. And you look around at those 10 or 20 doors and you choose a door knowing that whatever door you choose will just lead to another room with another 10 or 20 doors. And so there's never, it's never about, I made a right choice and that led to everything working out or I made a wrong choice and that led to everything going to crap because every door you walk through, you have that possibility of choosing again and choosing again and choosing again. So every choice, that was what I was stuck in when Rosemary was a baby before I started having this toolkit was this belief system that if I chose wrong, everything would go wrong and that there must be some way that I could choose right and then it would finally work out. And it's just actually a lie. So I was trying to create my life from this lie that I could get it right and but but it was more likely I'd get it wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> um, instead of what is actually true, which is every choice leads to more choices and you choose and then you see what happens and then mm -hmm. you choose and you see what happens. So I started to get where I was actually choosing from the curiosity of I wonder what will happen if I choose this. I wonder what choices I have here mm -hmm. and which choice has a resonance to it like going to that first introductory class, that was light, that was fun. It had a resonance to it. Like, oh, I want to check this out. And that when you follow choices, when your choices start to get based on what choice creates a lightness in your world, you create more lightness versus choosing based on what might, what you think might be a right choice or choosing away from a wrong choice, which actually just creates more of that energy of fear. Yeah. I can't say much because I just love all these things about energy, holistic treatment. And Michelle, I want to congratulate you on your latest book, Stories oh, of the Goddess, Goddess, Divine Feminine Frequency Keepers. Um, thank you. I would like you could tell our listeners a little bit about this book and what readers can expect to gain from it? Do you give some tips? Do you teach mothers? So it's a super interesting book in that it's actually a collaboration. I, sh I need to check the number, but there's about 12 or 15 different authors in the book, um, something like that. And I, I am the author of one of the chapters. And it is an amazing group of women. All the authors are women. And each story, each is each story talks about the goddess, a goddess that they have a connection with, or some way that tapping into the goddess energy, the energy of strength or compassion, trust, their own potency has created something, something or helped change something in their lives. Um, 
so the book was created by Rada Publishing House, and they're really amazing because they're masters at, Rada is a master at bringing together people from who have stories to tell, who have wisdom to share, to create these, these there's a number of them. And so Stories of the Goddess, I was actually, um, I, I have been, it's been in my world to become an author, published author for a long time. And, but with, you know, whatever, all the other things I've got on the go, I had no idea how to actually create that or bring that to fruition. And, but I wrote down on my list, you know, I make this, what they call a wow list of things that like, if this would show up in the next year, it would just blow me away. My life would be so amazing. So about a year ago, I actually had put on my wow list to become a published author. And I had some ideas what the book might be about to do with working with moms and offering tools and strategies and support for moms. But I, I didn't know what that, how that could show up. And so then a friend of mine uh, back last fall brought to my attention that her publisher was creating a new book called Stories of the Goddess and was inviting women who had stories to tell or were interested in working, you know, talking about the goddess energy to participate. And I don't actually think of myself and my work in terms of goddess or divine feminine work. That's not what, like how I would describe it. But when I saw the cover, it was really the cover that pulled me in. It's just, I wish it's like, because it's a podcast, it's like not so easy to show, but it's, it's so dynamic and alive. Um, and you know, go check it out, do a Google, check it out. It's so cool. And when I saw that, I knew it was something I wanted to be part of. And so here I am literally like just slightly over a year when I wrote it on my wow list and I'm now officially a best-selling author. I have to tell you something. I will feature you in our magazine. So our listeners will be able to see you and see your book cover. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So my chapter is called Freya's Gifts, The Unexpected Energies of Motherhood. And the way that showed up was when I was looking at how, what I was going to write, I, my first idea was to talk about how kind of kind of go back to the discussion about the cats, um, <laughs> what we can learn from the earth or from Gaia, if you want to, you know, like frame it in terms of goddess energy around motherhood and how motherhood in nature is so different than how we do motherhood as human beings. And uh, so that's where I started. But as I tapped into actually beginning to write and get curious about how this wanted to show up, I had a sense of another goddess that wanted to be part of this that was asking to contribute. 
So I just sat with that for a while. And again, with this energy of curiosity, not so much about, oh, I got to figure this out. It's like, okay, huh, who are you? Who, who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> and, uh, and it suddenly it just popped like that it was Freya. And Freya is a North, a Norse goddess, a goddess from the old Norse tradition, which my family lineage happens to include my, you know, great grandparents from Norway. Uh, I also have Scots heritage, which of course was so influenced by the Vikings coming over, yeah. the conquerors and the farmers that came with the Vikings. Uh, so that resonated with me. And, but I didn't really know very much about Freya. And so when I looked her up on Google, cause that's what wise women do. it it described the energies of Freya as love beauty fertility sex war gold and satyr which is the magic of seeing and creating the future and for me I just started laughing I really did I just started grinning because to me those are actually the energies of motherhood when we don't try to make motherhood look like some kind of like good mom always calm always Mm -hmm. tranquil correcting, correcting gently in a quiet voice. You know, when we don't pretend motherhood has to look like some kind of social media meme, when we get honest about what's actually required, when we look at how nature does motherhood, where there is a willing to be like a fierceness without guilt and also such incredible tenderness is all a part of how motherhood shows up in nature. And so I, when I read all those energies of Frey, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is like so much a part of this story. So mm-hmm. the, this, the, what the chapter ended up including is that energy of nature, the gifts of Freya, those unexpected energies, my story that I've just shared a bunch of with, with our listeners and also some very practical, some very practical tools to have mm-hmm. more ease and a more, really the calmer mom project isn't so much about, it's not really so much, so much about calm in a way, because what it is, it's about is being our whole selves, being bringing our whole selves to our kids and to the creation of our lives that includes our kids, but isn't just our kids. Yeah. Uh, and that when we're willing to be all of ourselves, there actually is a calm to that that may include, you know, I, I one of my mentors, Heather Nichols, who's another access consciousness facilitator, talks about how when her boys were little, they played so with such intensity that if she'd just been so like, just this kind of sweetheart, it's time to get ready for bed. It's nice if you'd quiet down. Like if she hadn't been willing to match their intensity, they wouldn't have even known she was in the room. And, and when I heard that story, it just, it really changed motherhood for me to acknowledge like, oh, okay. Sometimes you have to match their intensity. That doesn't mean that you have, and, and if you can do it from a place of choice, not reaction, it's not the same as if you go walk into a room and you totally lose your shit. And if you walk into a room and you totally lose your shit, that's okay too. It's just about like what choices again. So now I've walked into the room, I've walked through the door of losing my shit and now there's 10 other doors. What do I choose? Do I apologize? Do I, um, do I use this as a teachable moment about like, Hey guys, this is what happens when you're a total jerk to somebody. You might want to make a different choice too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like what, what other choices from there that don't have to include guilt and blame and shame and regret and beating ourselves up and then trying to get it right and deciding we got it wrong. Yeah, actually, as a quote, what are some of the most common challenges that parents come to you with 
And how do you help them overcome those challenges? Because I'll tell you nowadays, I think it's getting even more difficult to raise a child. I would say there's two, and I've, I've talked about it a lot and I'll talk about it again, is usually my clients come to me having already decided that there's something wrong with them that they're getting it wrong. And they're coming to me because they're desperately hoping just like I did when I was a new parent, just like I did for very, for a long time. And really, to be honest, that was part of what drew me to access in the first place is I had the point of view, I was getting it wrong or, and, and that I was hoping access would be the next way, the thing that would finally fix it for me. Well, I kind of turned out to be right that it did fix it for me, but it didn't fix it for me by like telling me all the things I should be doing so that I could finally get it right. It actually taught me that I was not wrong. And so when my clients come and they've already decided that they're wrong, that they must be getting it wrong, maybe they've decided that there's something wrong about their kid, whatever that is, I actually don't see them with any of that point of view. My point of view is that they're magic and they're miraculous and their children are miraculous. They just need some tools that they don't have to how, how to access that and be able to receive from one another so they can actually create something different and have different choices and a different mm -hmm. experience of it. But you know, that, and that shows up and that shows up in, with intense, as intense loneliness or anxiety or depression. And so as we actually change fairly quickly from that point of view so that they also can start getting curious and asking questions, having a different question than what's wrong with me and how can I get this right? That's like the dominant question is what's wrong with me that I can't get this right? Actually change that to something that has more curiosity and wondering in it. It actually changes very quickly their experience of parenthood and how they experience their children, which then also changes the children's experience to actually have someone in their life who has allowance for them, which doesn't necessarily mean that you let your kids get away with everything and run the show. It's different than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult, but we are mothers. We have to. It, yeah, it, it, it is difficult. And, and, and yet it doesn't have to be so hard all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I know that for me, I, for years, I didn't see any other, it was, I was like, two weeks in and I'm counting the days until she'd turn 18. <laughs> so I wasn't actually present with the experience. And this is why I have such a, a passion for working with women during pregnancy is because if you, we, it's so funny, it's funny to me now, like I didn't see it then, but it's funny to me that there is so much emphasis during pregnancy on things like searching for the perfect baby name, getting the nursery ready, you know, painting the walls, picking out, you know, putting together your registry with all the little blankets and the onesies and mm -hmm. deciding, you know, agonizing, oh, am I going to, am I going to breastfeed or bottle feed or co-sleep or not sleep or this or that? Like there's all this emphasis on that kind of preparation. And even like typical birth classes, which I'm not going to say that's not a good idea because it is a good idea to have some more information about how your body works and be, have mm -hmm. some information about different choices you might have in terms of your birth plan or your birth setting and those kinds of things. But all of that is kind of aimed around this idea that if you planned and prepared enough, you could actually control the outcome 
or control what your motherhood experience was going to be like. And that's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to control that. I'll just tell you flat out. I'm sorry. It's a bad news, but there's no amount of controlling and planning and preparing you could do now in terms of that kind of thing that is going to mean that you can actually control your experience of motherhood or control who your kid turns out to be. Like I said, my daughter hated being a baby. I knew that I turned in retrospect. I knew that because every step she got where she was more independent, she got happier from being Mm -hmm. able to raise her head to now where she's about to start high school next fall. She just gets happier and happier. People talk about, oh my God, the teen years. I'm like, no, it's getting easier, man. Cause she, the more independence she has, the happier she is. And that was, that was true before she was even born. I just didn't have it. So this, um, I, I sort of lost my train of thought a little bit, but that's why I like, if, if you spent your pregnancy, this beautiful time that you will never have again in this way, even if you get pregnant again, it will never be the same as it is with this particular child. Actually practicing the tools of being curious, communing with your body, communing with your baby, looking at where you have points of view that don't serve you and starting to let go of those stories gain tools so it's easier in the future because it'll bring up all your stuff. That's the thing about motherhood is it brings you, you know, it brings it all up right here. So you have to look at it. Well, if you start unwinding that now before you even, before the sleepless nights. Yeah. And well, the baby's still inside and can't run away and put its finger in a light socket, you know, (laughs) start it now, do it now and, and enjoy it. Enjoy this nurturing of yourself during this time. You deserve it. Your womb space, this future you're creating, it's worth that. Whatever else you have to put aside, it's worth it to put your energy into nurturing you and yourself and becoming the most whole version of yourself that you can, because then you can actually have joy going forward and you being, you know, you having joy will help, will show your your daughter or your son or your child that joy is really possible. I was about to ask you, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with postpartum depression or anxiety? But basically you just said, enjoy. Be kind to yourself. It's not, if you're having postpartum depression or anxiety, it is actually not a sign or a symptom of there's something wrong with you. It's actually what if it's actually a sign that you have a level of awareness of the world, of people around you, of possibility? You actually have, it's like, if you tap into how aware you are and how psychic you are, but you have never been taught tools for how to use those, that psychic awareness, that sensitivity to your advantage, you've only been taught to try to turn it down or control it because other people didn't know how to deal with it either. You probably had a super psychic aware, sensitive parent or something, and they didn't know how to be joyful with that or use it to their advantage. So they learned to turn it down and you learned that from them. It's it's okay. It's not a sign that there's something wrong with you. You just have some, you, you just have some magic in you that you haven't been able to acknowledge and use in a way that actually creates greater for you. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. No. Now, now what now what door could you walk through? And Michelle, can you share with us any uh, upcoming projects? You've been doing so much. I know you help women with cancer. I know. So can you share with us a little bit what you've been 
doing and if you are excited about something that's coming. Thank you for asking me that. (laughs) So one of the things, it's been an amazing year already (laughs) because over the course of the last few months, not only has the stories of the goddess book come out in the world, um, I also launched my podcast, which is the Calmer Mom podcast. And there's about five episodes out now. And each, I'm just so grateful for all my guests. Each conversation I've had with, it has just been its own version of magic that has so much like from a conversation with uh, John Ashford about like honoring Mm -hmm. the womb space and the role that dads and men can play in honoring the womb space and what that creates for kids and for the future to this beautiful conversation with Diana Jehodi, who's another one of the authors and stories of the goddess around communicating and communing with your baby, even before they're born. Um, I had a postpartum prenatal and postpartum physical therapist from who lives in the same little community I'm in, Allison Felt, Dr. Dr. Felt, and the information she has about your body and really, and how that connects, like we were talking earlier about create, creating your life is, is groundbreaking. Like mm. whatever you've heard about what you're supposed to do with your pelvic floor, it's probably wrong. <laughs> Listen to Allison. <laughs> she'll, t- she'll blow your mind. <laughs> okay. um, so th- it's been so fun because I'm like so honored to get to be part of these conversations with these amazing people. The cool thing is with the access consciousness tools, really any area of, I-, I love working. Obviously, it's my passion working with moms and women in pregnancy and early motherhood. And the tools can really help in any area of your life, no matter who you are. So there is an invitation. My website is the calmer is calmermom.solutions. A little tricky, calmermom.solutions. And there's an invitation there to schedule a free chat. And so whatever you, whoever you are, whatever you have going on in your life, uh, I can work with clients in person or online. And you can book us, you know, book a free chat and see if, and we can see if what I can offer can be a contribution to you. And if not, then I'll see if I have any other resources to suggest and just the process of talking through what you have going on and what you'd like to create is a, is a change in and of itself. So can you give us your website again? I will. And yes. So the socials, is, socials, socials, all the things, all the things. Okay. Um, here's the rundown. Um, Right now, the book is available on Amazon. If you go and just put in the Amazon search stories of the goddess, it will pop up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is currently probably by the time the podcast comes out, the paper book may be available right now. It's available in Kindle. Uh, So I'm not quite sure what date it becomes available in the paperback. So then the website again is calmermom.solutions. And it's, you know, calm, C-A-L-M-E-R. M-O-M, calmermom.solutions. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can book your chat. There's some different resources on there, different information about how I work with clients and things like that. There's actually a free, oh, this is a fun freebie on there. You can sign up for it. It's called Hi Baby. And it's all about communicating with your baby before it's before they're even born. Wow. But if your baby is born and you would like to, if your baby is like 16, and you'd like to be able to communicate with them better, I guarantee that doing the high baby challenge will actually give you tools to, to assist you with that. And I'm on social at, at Calmer Mom. So you can find me on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube as, you know, at Calmer Mom. And then on uh, Facebook, it's Noble Steps Healing. 
the Calmer Mom Project. Great. And you know, Michelle, I should have met you when my baby was 13 or 14. Now she's 25. That's okay. It's just not, I am It's a whole communicating. different world. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, thank you for that. And I hear that a lot. And so then, you know, so for those of you who are earlier in your motherhood journey, could you take the advice of the women who are <laughs> further down the road and see what for me or from somebody, you know, get, get that extra nurturing Mm-hmm. so you can have an easier time because it doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Michelle. It was such a pleasure to have you here. And I want to tell our listeners that they will be able to see you and read a little bit about you in the Relatable Voice magazine that will be published in the next days. Maybe my, May 1st will be already uh, published. And Michelle... Our doors are open for you always. I'm happy to go back to Seattle. Yeah, when you next time you're in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Lucia. I, it Thank was a delight you. talking with you today. I really um, was honored, am honored to be on your show. And, and so uh, it's so neat to get this chance to see everything that you're creating, which Thank is you. uh, an amazing, you know, amazing voice in the world and amazing contribution to other people getting their voice out there. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.
And yet it doesn't have to be so hard all the time. (laughs) Yes. And I know that for me, I, for years, I didn't see any other, it was, I was like two weeks in and I'm counting the days until she'd turn 18. (laughs) So I wasn't actually present with the experience. And this is why I have such a, a passion for working with women during pregnancy is because if you, it's so funny, it's funny to me now, like I didn't see it then, but it's funny to me that there is so much emphasis during pregnancy on things like searching for the perfect baby name, getting the nursery ready, you know, painting the walls, kicking out, you know, putting together your registry with all the little blankets and the onesies and Mm -hmm. deciding, you know, agonizing, oh, am I going to, am I going to breastfeed or bottle feed or co-sleep or not sleep or this or that? Like there's all this emphasis on that kind of preparation. And even like typical birth classes, which I'm not going to say that's not a good idea because it is a good idea to have some more information about how your body works and be, have Mm -hmm. some information about different choices you might have in terms of your birth plan or your birth setting and those kinds of things. But all of that is kind of aimed around this idea that if you planned and prepared enough, you could actually control the outcome or control what your motherhood experience was going to be like. And that's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to control that. I'll just tell you flat out. I'm sorry. It's a bad news, but there's no amount of controlling and planning and preparing you could do now in terms of that kind of thing that is going to mean that you can actually control your experience of motherhood or control who your kid turns out to be. Like I said, my daughter hated being a baby. I knew that I turned in retrospect. I knew that because every step she got where she was more independent, she got happier from being Mm -hmm. able to raise her head to now where she's about to start high school next fall. She just gets happier and happier. People talk about, oh my God, the teen years. I'm like, no, it's getting easier, man. Cause she, the more independence she has, the happier she is. Yeah. And that was, that was true before she was even born. I just didn't have wow. know it. So this, um, I, I sort of lost my train of thought a little bit, but that's why I like, if, if you spent your pregnancy this beautiful time that you will never have again in this way, even if you get pregnant again, it will never be the same as it is with this particular child. Actually practicing the tools of being curious, communing with your body, communing with your baby, looking at where you have points of view that don't serve you and starting to let go of those stories, gain tools so it's easier in the future because it'll bring up all your stuff. That's the thing about motherhood is it brings you you know it brings it all up right here so you have to look at it well if you start unwinding that now before you even before the sleepless nights yeah and well the baby's still inside and can't run away and put its finger in a light socket you know (laughs) start it now do it now and and enjoy it enjoy this nurturing of yourself during this time actually i i need to sorry you want to finish it you want to oh finish? no just you, you know nur- that nurturing you're worth it you deserve it your womb space this future you're creating it's worth that whatever else you have to put aside it's worth it to put your energy into nurturing you and yourself and becoming the most whole version of yourself that you can because then you can actually have joy going forward and you being you know you having joy will help will show your do- your daughter or your son or your child that joy is really possible. I love it. Actually, I was about to ask you what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with postpartum depression or anxiety? 
but basically you just said enjoy yeah 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 and don't be kind to yourself be kind to yourself be kind to yourself <laughs> it's not if you're having postpartum depression or anxiety it is actually not a sign or a symptom of there's something wrong with you it's actually what if it's actually a sign that you have a level of awareness of the world of people around you of possibility you actually have it's like if you tap into how aware you are and how psychic you are but you have never been taught tools for how to use those that psychic awareness that sensitivity to your advantage you've only been taught to try to turn it down or control it because other people didn't know how to deal with it either you probably had a super psychic aware sensitive parent or something and they didn't know how to be joyful with that or use it to their advantage so they learned to turn it down and you learned that from them it's okay. It's okay. It's not a sign that there's something wrong with you. You just have some, you, you just have some magic in you that you haven't been able to acknowledge and use in a way that actually creates greater for you. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. No, no, now what, now what door could you walk through? Yes. And Michelle, can you share with us any uh, upcoming projects? You've been doing so much. I know you also have you help women with cancer? I know. So, can you share with us a little bit what you've been doing, and if you're excited about something that's coming, can you just share with us? Thank you for asking me that. Yeah. <laughs> so, one of the things it's been an amazing year already <laughs> because over the course of the last few months not only has the stories of the goddess book come out in the world um i also launched my podcast which is the calmer mom podcast and there's about five episodes out now and each i'm just so grateful for all my Aww. guests each conversation i've had with it has just been its own version of magic that has so much like from a conversation with uh, John Ashford about like honoring mm. the womb space and the role that dads and men can play in honoring the womb space and what that creates for kids and for the future to this beautiful conversation with Diana Jehodi, who's another one of the authors and stories of the goddess around communicating and communing with your baby even before they're born. Mm. Um, I had a uh, postpartum prenatal and postpartum physical therapist from who lives in the same little community I'm in Allison felt Dr. Dr. Felt and the information she has about your body and really and how that connects like we were talking earlier about create creating your life is is groundbreaking like mm. whatever you've heard about what you're supposed to do with your pelvic floor it's probably wrong listen to Allison <laughs> she'll tell, she'll blow your mind <laughs> okay um so it's been so fun because I'm like so honored to get to be part of these conversations with these amazing people um so that and then uh the the cool thing is with the access consciousness tools really any area of, I I love working obviously it's my passion working with moms and women in pregnancy and early motherhood 
and the tools can really help in any area of your life, no matter who you are. So there is an invitation. My website is the calmer is calmermom.solutions. A little tricky, calmermom.solutions. And there's an invitation there to schedule a free chat. And so whatever you, whoever you are, whatever you have going on in your life, uh, I can work with clients in person or online. And you can book a, you know, book a free chat and see if, and we can see if what I can offer can be a contribution to you. And if not, then I'll see if I have any other resources to suggest. And just the process of talking through what you have going on and what you'd like to create is a, is a change in and of itself. So you know, I'd invite everyone to that. What a beautiful work you're doing, Michelle. This is so empowering, really. I think it's, it's a, it's a mission. This is a mission, don't you think? Yeah, it kind of is. You know, I like to, I like to stay aware that it doesn't have to be not, you know, it doesn't have to be heavy. It doesn't have to be like one of those movies no. where the person puts on their armor and sharpens their sword no. and goes forth to be, you know, fight the bad guys or whatever. It's not that kind of mission. It's more of a mission no. of like space and light. Yeah. Fun. Yes. I love, you know, this, that's the beauty, you know, what I, one of the things that are, that I love about sessions with these tools is it's not about like going, having to dive into the drama and the trauma and the tragedy and the struggle and everything that got you stuck where you're at. It's there's, we laugh so much. I mean, mm -hmm. we okay. laugh in a session so much because laughter is such a light, healing, joyful energy <laughs> that actually brings more of what you're asking for. If, if you're, yeah, <laughs> for what reason would you spend a session um, in the energy that you wish that you weren't in when it would be possible to bring in laughter and then you could be more in the energy of what you'd actually like your life to be like, so. Yeah. So it's I that agree. mission, you know, put on your laughter, yes. put on your, put on your swear words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And Michelle, where can we find your book? And can you give us your website again? I will. And yes. So the book socials, is socials, socials, all the things, all the things. Okay. Um, here's the rundown. Um, if right now the book is available on Amazon, if you go and just put in the Amazon search stories of the goddess, it will pop up. Mm -hmm. uh, it is currently probably by the time the podcast comes out, the paper book, may be available right now it's available in kindle uh so i'm not quite sure what date it becomes available in the paperback um and let's see what else so then the website again is calmermom.solutions and it's you know calm c-a-l-m-e-r-m-o-m calmermom.solutions mm -hmm. and that's where you can book your chat. There's some different resources on there, different information about how I work with clients and things like that. There's actually a free, oh, this is a fun freebie on there. You can sign up for it. It's called Hi Baby. And it's all about communicating with your baby before it's before they're even born. Wow. But if your baby is born and you would like to, if your baby is like 16 and you'd like to be able to communicate with them better, I guarantee that doing the Hi Baby Challenge will actually give you tools to, to assist you with that. Um, and I'm on social at, at Calmer Mom. So you can find me on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube as, you know, at Calmer Mom. 
And then on uh, Facebook, it's Noble Steps Healing the Calmer Mom Project. Great. And you know, Michelle, I should have met you when my baby was 13 or 14. Now she's 25. That's okay. She's just not. I am it's a whole different world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, thank you for that. And I hear that a lot. And so then, you know, so for those of you who are earlier in your motherhood journey, can you take the advice of the women who are <laughs> further down the road and see what for me or from somebody, you know, get, get that extra nurturing mm -hmm. so you can have an easier time because it doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah. I agree. Thank you, Michelle. It was such a pleasure to have you here. And I want to tell our listeners that they will be able to see you and read a little bit about you in the Relatable Voice magazine that will be published in the next days. Maybe my, May 1st will be already uh, published. And Michelle, our doors are open for you always. Just let us know any and come and we'll talk again. You're always welcome. And that's such a great thing to be able to help others the way you are helping and exchanging these amazing energies. So I'm very happy to have you here today. I'm happy to go back to Seattle. Yeah, when you, next time you're in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lucia. I, it thank was a delight you. talking with you today. I really um, was honored, am honored to be on your show. And, and so uh, it's so neat to get this chance to see everything that you're creating, which is uh, an amazing, you know, amazing voice in the world and amazing contribution to other people getting their voice out there. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, Michelle was so beautiful. You know, I had more questions for you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.